Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Farmers are urging the government and relevant state agencies to put in place meaningful measures to protect sheep flocks from dog attacks, according to the Irish Examiner. And it goes on to say, early last year, the Irish Farmers Association launched a No Dogs Allowed campaign and has said this will continue until action is taken by the government to address the persistent problem. The IFA uh, sheep chairman, Sean Dennehy, noted recent sheep kills reported throughout the country and over the Christmas period. And he has said due to the lack of action from the authorities when sheep incidents occur, the number of dog attacks on sheep is grossly underreported. There are very few sheep farmers, he said, in the country who have not had horrendous experiences of finding their flock savaged by dogs. Yet the official figures recorded is only 241 incidents in 2020. It's not acceptable, he said, to farmers who provide fully traceable, full traceability for 7 million cattle and 3 million breeding sheep where every animal is individually tagged and traceable to a person responsible for them that a similar system is not in place for dog owners. According to the IFA, there's an estimated 800,000 dogs or more in this country, but only 2,700 or 207,000 licences, which means that there's 600,000 roughly dogs out there with no identification, no responsibility, and nobody responsible for them. That's that's quite shocking, by the way. We do have a system where you're supposed to tag your dog, you know, where you're supposed to put a, let's call it, chip in them. Anyway, local authorities are responsible for the control of dogs under the Controlled Dogs Act 1986. This dog act gives them the power to appoint dog wardens, provide dog shelters, seize dogs, impose the on-the-spot fines and take court proceedings against the owners. And the most recent figures published in the local authority, uh, Control of Dog Statistics 2020, highlight the extent of the problem and severe lack of enforcement of the obligations and the obligations of dog owners. In other words, dog owners are not bothering to get a license. You know you're supposed to have a, do- a license to your dog. Most people don't have it. You know you're supposed to have your dog chipped. Most people don't have it. You know, some people do. Uh, it should be more important, they said, and more should be done to protect the farmers. Also, is it fair? And people will give out about this. And I've had people on the show who said they live in rural Ireland. Their dog got out one day, went into a farmer's field, was of no threat to the animals, wasn't doing anything, and the farmer shot it. Now, let's be clear. A farmer does not have to justify why he shoots your dog. If your dog is on a farmer's land, and contrary to what you might think, there's a lot of farmer's land. There's a lot of land around the country you might not think is belong to a farmer, but it is belong to a farmer. And if your dog runs free on that land, a farmer can walk out with his gun and shoot it and doesn't have to justify it to you or anybody else or the authorities. That is his position, that the law protects him. Because dogs, they may not be the most vicious things in the world sometimes, they worry the sheep. So the dog runs into a field where there's a lot of sheep. It's not that every evening it has to attack the sheep. The sheep go running. And they run into barbed wire fences and they run into walls and they run into all sorts of things. So should more be done to protect farmers and their sheep? And also, is it fair that a farmer has a right to shoot any dog on their land? Some people believe that's not right and they shouldn't be allowed to do that. They should have to justify it in some way. Uh, the number is 87 8 That's 87 Maybe you're a farmer. Let us know your experiences. Has it gone underreported? Do you have many instances where there's dogs on your land, you know, running after your sheep or your cattle for that matter? Uh, and let me know. 
Uh, the number's 087-188-0008. You can text or WhatsApp and we'll get back to you. And also, maybe you've had your dog on a farmer's land shot because we've had many people on the air talk to us about that. But Deirdre, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. How are you doing, Deirdre? Hi, Niall. I'm great. How are you? Good. Now, not enough has been done as far as farmers are concerned. People aren't even bothering to have licences for their dogs. They're not getting them tagged. I'm quite shocked, by the way, Deirdre. 800,000 dogs in the country and only 207,000 licences. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. Um, and something I've noticed with a lot of my customers, you mentioned there, tags. A lot of people with the, the, with the current legislation to ha- have dogs microchipped don't actually have a collar and tag on their dog. And it's still the law to have an identifiable collar and tag on your dog. Absolutely. And so many people don't. And they have a harness on the dog and they don't have the collar and the tag. And your dog can't easily be returned to you. You know, if your dog is found at the weekend, they mightn't, the finder mightn't have a chance to get that dog scanned for a chip. And yeah. they might let it go again. And invariably it'll end up where it isn't supposed to be. So collar and tag, really important for instantly, you know, getting you back to your dog. And how often, by the way, because I remember getting our dog chip many, many years ago, and then you have to go on to a website, put in your name and address, you put in the number of the chip, you go onto a website, put in your yeah, name and address. Yeah, Fido, and there's yeah. a few of them, yeah. yeah. How often do you, ha- do you have to re-register on a regular basis, or does that just... No, only if, only, only if your circumstances change, if your phone number or address changes, okay. then you need to update it, or if you, you know, if you want to take somebody off the list. Um, but no, that, that's there for life then. Okay, I, now I'm assuming that most owners have their dogs chipped. Now, I know there's only 207,000 licences. We've never really taken the dog licence thing seriously, have we? No, no. Um, and again, I suppose it's down to enforcement. Um, I had a look at the figures here in Clare there just before I came on. Um, and, you know, you, you were saying, like, I have huge sympathy for the farmers. Um, and, you know, there seems to be a lot of owners out there that have, unfortunately, still a bit of a self-entitlement that their dog should be, you know, they live in the country, they live out on the farm, their dog should be wandering around. But anyway, back back to figures. You know, the, uh, in 2020 in Clare, there was three instances of sheep worrying. Um, mm. But, uh, you know, there was eight on-the-spot fines, but there was no prosecutions or convictions. Yeah. So, you know, what happened to those? I know it's relatively, overall, it's relatively a, a low number of reported instances but why wasn't that followed through with some prosecutions um, I'm quite sure the dogs were hauled in and put to sleep so the dogs paid the ultimate price but yeah. what happens to the owners they'll just probably go out and get another dog and hope oh it was just a breed of dog if I go out and get a different breed you know he won't chase the sheep um, you and know, they can do I mean a dog can do it if a dog runs into a field with the sheep they can do a huge amount of damage absolutely absolutely and, and, and something I think is encouraging this or you know definitely encouraging it is and I see it a lot as a dog trainer is a lot of people have this idea now that the dog has to play a lot with other dogs in order to be happy you know they have to be out playing with other dogs to get their enjoyment of life mm-hmm. um, you know gone is the day that we're, we're the dog's best friend and we're enough and yeah. it's just down to having a, a more diluted relationship then with your dog. If you're bringing your dog out for a walk and they think, right, my job on this walk is to go and look for other dogs and chase around and have fun with them. If they don't see another dog, but they see a sheep moving in the field, they, you know, it's a pattern of behavior that, that is in the dog's mind that it's their job to go out and have fun on a walk. Um, I mean, are people aware of the fact that a farmer, you know, if, he's, if your dog is on a farmer's field, and sometimes people don't realise they're actually on a farmer's field, um, you know, because farmers can own thousands of acres of land, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so they don't even realise, they just let the dog off the lead and off he goes running. That a farmer can walk out, shoot the dog, and doesn't have to justify it at all. Once you're on his land, he can shoot the dog. Do people realise that? I, I, I think some people still don't. You know, I am always, like, I have five dogs. They're collies. They love to chase. But they chase things I, pr- I provide. But I would never in a million years go on to land that I'm, I don't have permission to be on. You know, mm. you need to get permission from that owner. You need to. And once, actually, <laughs> the one time I did inadvertently end up on yeah. land that wasn't mine, I was looking for this walk that loads of dog walkers had told me about. Um, and I went, into, uh, went in the wrong way anyway. 
and this horse came and attacked me and my dogs right. and nearly okay. killed us. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it's I, but like, can I point out that most farmers are not like Rambo walking around with guns over their shoulders looking for dogs. No, no. and most of them are animal lovers. I'm sure they have dogs themselves. It's the last thing they want to do is have to, to, have to go and shoot a dog on. But, you know, it, it, they're not going to catch that dog. Unlikely that they're going to catch that dog. And, mm. you know, they have to think of the lambs in you, uh, you know, that, that aren't going to be born in three months' time because of the worrying that those dogs have done. So how do, so how do we change this culture of, I suppose it's more of a rural culture than a city culture, but certainly a rural culture of people, you know, not caring too much about their dogs roaming free. How do we change that culture? Enforcement, I suppose, and education. Um, enforcement, I know in Clare here, there's very little enforcement for it. There's a lot of talk about it, but, you know, the statistics don't back up any kind of enforcement um, and I've, you know, I've dealt with the, the pound here uh, for many, many years in the past. I don't anymore, but um, I would have seen, uh, you know, a lot of dogs coming in for sheep killing. And those home, same owners, they'll just go out and get another dog. Yeah. You know, because there hasn't, the dog is gone, the worry is gone, they've got the slap in the wrist. They'll just go out and get another Buy dog. another one, yeah. It's a self, you know, entitlement. And, and again, as a trainer, I refuse to go out and do a training session if someone doesn't have a secure garden. Because you just, you've lost all control of your dog. If your dog is wandering around, pleasing himself, going to the neighbor's house, going up the road, chasing cars, you've lost all control. You know, in order to have control over your dog, you need to be able to control the things that the dog loves. Yeah. So food, companionship, play is a big thing. And yeah. if the dog is out there playing by himself, you know, chasing birds, you know, they don't need you for anything. So they're not yeah. going to listen to you if you bring them for a walk. And they, they get bored. I mean, dogs get bored quite quickly, too. Of course too. they do. And, yeah. it's, you know, we have to remember as well... You that stimulate every, them. <laughs> every dog has a prey instinct. Even yeah. little white fluffy, they have a genetic drive, predatory prey drive that every dog has. Now, it's diluted down massively from, obviously, when they were first domesticated. And some breeds... Um, have it a lot less than others. But in other breeds, it's still very, very... Actually, yeah, that, I saw, the, the hunter element is still there. Exactly. Yes. I saw uh. quite a frightening picture yesterday. It was a trainer in the UK and he posted a Weimaraner with a fox, a dead fox in his mouth. Oh, right. Which was shocking to see that yeah. a dog would I, years take Years ago, I remember our family dog years ago, Terry was his name. I was only 16 or 17. He was forever pulling seagulls out of the sky. Oh, wow. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how he managed to do it, but he would make a fortune in Dublin. Oh, airport. He, used, he used he used to hide behind the shed, and he'd be watching them. And, wow. he, and as soon as they'd come down into the garden, he would be out like a shot, and he'd leap on them. And he'd, he'd the poor seagulls. The, the garden used to be destroyed with feathers. Yeah. yeah. Stay there for a second, because Matt, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Matt? Hello. Oh, yeah, Matt. How you doing? Now, Matt, you're a farmer. Yeah. Um, have you ever had any? By the way, do you keep sheep? Yeah. Okay. And have you ever had any attacks? I have, yeah. Okay. I, I had an attack back in February in 2020. Okay. And was there much damage done? 13 sheep killed. Oh, my. Oh, my. Martin is the name of it. Yeah. And, and how do you know, like, you know for sure it was a dog that did it, yeah? I saw him doing it. Oh, you saw him doing it. And I followed the dogs back back the road. Yeah. But I couldn't go into the person's yard that owned them. And it, do you, I, I'm assuming you possess a gun. Sorry? You possess a rifle, do you? I, I don't, but I had a man to do it. I rang a man to do it, but he never, he didn't get it in time. Oh, right, okay. But, and if, if the, the chap that you know that has it, Martin, you would have got somebody out to shoot the dog if you had the opportunity to do that, obviously. Oh, I would, yeah, no problem. Yeah. But didn't the dogs are wrong? To the people that own the dogs. Yeah. Absolutely. And just to give people an idea, how much it cost you that particular day? How much did you lose well, because of it? I lost around 3,000 euros. 3,000 euros. Did you, uh, between it all, like? 
Yeah, and not only the three thousand euros, of course, it's cheap. You know that, that you love and everything else, well, and, you, sheep, and you've the raised sheep, them. The sheep ran into the the, the, the canal down towards Abercrombie. Oh, so the dog chased them down towards the canal, and they ended like the men. The the to take the, the guards took it to court, and the men got two hundred euros of fine for no license with dogs. And my case was thrown out. They didn't want to know about the sheep being dead. All they want to know about licensing dogs is the courts. And from your fellow farmers that you would, you know, your community of farmers that you, I'm sure you're well aware of and know of, is this a common occurrence? Oh, it is a common occurrence. A common occurrence. People, like, people think they can just go where they like, like. Mm. You know. And is it, like do you believe people, some people, okay, sometimes a dog will get out, you know, but do you believe that sometimes, you know, people intentionally just let their dogs out into fields? Oh, yeah. Well, there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen. I've seen a dog to cross the canal in 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 Ardmacrosia and attack my sheep and go back across the canal again. And I went to the person that they owned the dog and they said they'd pay for the sheep. And I've two witnesses to that. And the man never came up with money for the sheep. Yeah. That's shocking. Absolutely like, shocking. There's, there's no... There's, there's no law there for 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 this kind of carry on. If my dog, if my if if my dogs went into somebody's field, I pay up a little bit. Like the guard went to the man and asked him, "Does he want my phone number?" Just what do I want that man's phone number for? And the judge said on the day, "This person wants to pay for nothing." So you're out of pocket. I'm out of pocket over three thousand euros and two days in court and not, never got paid one penny expenses. Well, you, you, li- you've listened to what Deirdre said, and obviously Deirdre is a dog trainer as well, and she obviously wants to, to tackle the problem from the root. Um, but in saying that, she believes that the fines and, of course, the enforcement should be increased to stop this from happening. Fines is no good. Fines is no good. There's no point in fine people because they just don't be followed up. They don't have to. Pay. They don't end up paying it. So basically, they should have to compensate you for your loss. Well, if, yeah. if my dogs broke out in the morning and said sheep, I would, there would be no question, just pay up and be done with it. Because the person went to court and then much, as much as left at me in court about my sheep being dead. I mean, Deirdre, sorry, you still, that's a fair yep. point. If somebody's brought to court, right, and the judge, like in Martin's situation, you know, they do three grounds worth of damage where his sheep ended up in the canals. I mean, to turn around to somebody and saying, here's a 200 euro fine to you. Sure, that's no, that's of no use to Martin. That's horrific. Um, as far as I'm aware, you are responsible for any damage your dog does when they're not on your property, um, any damage whatsoever, including livestock. So mm. why the guards decided to go to the bother to, to get the, the poor man into court and then only slap a, um, a license fee, um, a license conviction on, on the man and maybe a small fine and not follow through with the out-of-control dog. Um, and the compensation for Martin. Yeah, yeah, um, it's shocking. It's well, shocking. I, I, don't get me wrong. I'm assuming if Martin wanted to go to the trouble and had the money, he could take a civil case against them. But should, that wouldn't be much good. You're not going to force them to give you the money then. You well, know. exactly. If, I, if yeah. I took a civil case in the morning and I won the case, I'd have got through paperwork, everything like that. And he could say to me, and like, he, this man is a farmer. He had three dogs. He didn't even want to pay for putting down the dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. There's, there was there's three a sense of entitlement. And he didn't want to pay. He didn't want to pay the dogs. The dog warrant came out the following morning. I did not want to pay 
the 20 euros to put down the dogs. He wanted to take them away, but he did not want to bear. See, so, somebody just sent me in a picture, Martin, of a dog barking through uh, what looks like two bits of wire. There's cows or sheep in the field there. I can't really see. And he's saying, look at the last picture I just sent you now on WhatsApp. It's down to the farmer to put up proper fencing. I, 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 hell, hell, that's no. ridiculous. Know, the, how, many, how many acres of land have you got, Martin? That's, I have 100 acres of land. Okay, so how, I mean, to this person sent in that message, how much would it cost if you would put fencing, proper fencing, to stop a dog? And, and look, most dogs will get through any type of fencing. There is, there is no fencing to stop a dog. No, but, uh, sorry, no. uh, before, before we go on, the land where my sheep were killed is belongs to the ESP. Right. So the, the dogs can swim across the canal. They can, people can walk the dogs in the canal. So whoever's talking about fencing dogs, they know nothing about livestock. Or they don't actually know nothing about dogs when it comes down to the bind. There are people who don't have control over their dogs and don't have a recall and have put no effort into training and are trying to blame somebody else for their own laziness. That's all exactly. that is. But they don't know. They, don't, they, they, they don't, just don't know anything about animals. And they come on the television, the phone there, and they start speaking to people where they know nothing about it. If they know, understood, and knew what was going on, they, they'd understand the whole situation. All right, listen, I have to go to a break, dear. Thank you very much indeed, Martin, as well. The number's 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Maybe you are a farmer, like Martin. You've badly been badly affected. Or somebody texted in and says, no, my, my family dog was shot by a farmer very recently. I can't come on the air because it's still an ongoing court case. Uh, yes, he was on the farmer's land, but there were no sheep, no cows, no nothing around. The farmer walked out and shot the dog in the head. I don't believe they should have the right to shoot them unless it's justified in some way. No, I don't agree with you. If your dog is on a farmer's land, you're the one who's lost control of your dog. You're the one who doesn't have your dog on a lead. You are responsible. And if the farmer shoots your dog, which most farmers, by the way, are not going to shoot a dog needlessly. Now, there might be some out there who are a little bit trigger happy. But legally, they're protected. If they shoot your dog and your dog is on their land, you have no recourse. They do not have to justify why they shot your dog. It's on their land. That's the only justification they have. That's all they need. So to suggest that it's their fault somehow, you're wrong. And I understand why you'd be upset if your dog or family pet was shot in the head and is dead. But that's your fault. You shouldn't have let your dog out on the property. I'm not going to get involved in your court case, by the way. But you shouldn't have let your dog on the property. If I was the judge in that case, I would have empathy for you. I'd say, I'm sorry to hear your dog is dead. It's your own fault. And on top of that, I tell you to pay the farmer's uh, court costs because you shouldn't have brought them to court. It's your own fault. Don't forget, by the way, to support our sponsor as well, HyundaiDundrum.ie. If you want to go to our website, if you are thinking of upgrading your car, you can go and see the whole new range. They're all there, by the way. And they have a lovely showroom as well out in Dundrum if you want to physically visit as well. Keep your social distance, wear your mask, all that kind of thing, you know what I mean? Anyway, um, lots of messages, by the way, coming in. Niall, it's not fair to kill a dog. A dog is innocent. Maybe when they get see animals, they get excited or whatever they do to them. It's not fair to shoot a dog. But then on the other hand, where a farmer has a load of lovely sheep in his field and a dog comes in, attacks and kills one of them, it's, it's not nice from that end either. It's a hard one, isn't it? Wait, it is. Lovely sheep. Like a lovely horse. My lovely horse. Anyway, sorry, I got digressed slightly. Uh, the number's 087-188-0008. We're talking, of course, about the farmers 
are urging the government to take relevant action uh, when it comes to this meaningful, me- or when it comes to meaningful measures to protect sheep flocks from dog attacks because they're becoming more common. People are stupidly letting their dogs out into farmers' field. Uh, somebody sent in a message with a picture of a dog barking through a fence, by the way, and they're saying the, do- the farmer has a responsibility to put up better fencing. Absolutely not. It's his land. He doesn't have to put up better fencing. It's up to you to keep your dog off his land. Uh, the number is 087 The first part of his message, he believes the dog... What did he actually say in the first part? Just, just Hold on, just play the first part of the message. I think it's important. Niall, it's not fair to kill a dog. A dog is innocent. It's not fair to kill a dog. A dog is innocent. You are right. The dog is innocent. But the dog is not innocent if he rips a whole load of sheep apart or chases them into a canal and costs the farmer three grand. And that's the dog is not innocent. But yes, it's the owner's fault. But it doesn't make any difference. When the farmer walks out in the field and he has a gun over his shoulder and he sees the dog, he's not going to shoot the owner, is he? He's going to shoot the dog. Because if he shoots the owner, he goes to jail. Shoots the dog, nothing happens. Sharon, you're a vet. You're in Ireland's class of kids. It's been a while. How are you? Good afternoon. It has been a while, Niall. How are you? I'm good. Sharon, look, this is a big problem. And I'm blown away by the fact that only 207,000 people out of an estimated 800,000 dog owners have their dogs actually licensed. Right, this is the key problem here, Niall. That's the reason I rang in. It's something that we've been working on with the Irish government and with the uh, British government um, initially to try and combat the dog trafficking that went on during COVID, uh, the dog theft and trafficking. But accountability. Accountability starts with identification. Dogs need to be able to be identified and then they need to be legally accountable by um, their owners. Now, there's loads of loopholes in the structure of the law at the moment that allows that to continually happen. And whether it's dogs roaming and worrying sheep or whether it's a dog biting a child or whether it's just a dog pooing on the, the, the walkway, every which way, people need to be accountable for their dogs. And at the moment... The legal system and the microchipping system just isn't set up to allow that to happen. But there are some huge proposals being pushed through. Uh, They're going through quicker in the UK than they are over here, which is mad because we've got, you know, such a smaller, easier country. We've only got four microchipping companies in in Ireland. Uh, There's 17 in the UK to try and get sorted out. Is it easy enough to... People are a bit confused about this microchipping, right? So you just bring the dog in. It's a small little thing the size of a bean. It's it's smaller than the size of a grain of rice. It it sits in a needle. The needle goes in under the skin. The back of the the neck, usually. Yeah. Yeah. The little thing comes out and it stays there. Uh, The body keeps it normally in the same place. Sometimes it moves a little bit. But it's coded with a number. Now, this is the problem. It's coded with a number. A scanner reads it and the person that's got the scanner gets a number. They then have to go with that number and search through databases to find out who it belongs to. Sharon, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Now, dog chipping was brought in going back about 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, right? And at that time, all we could do was put a little number on it because that was the technology available. No, you can't track them if that's where you're going. No, 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 no. You, by the way, for anybody who's interested, if you buy Apple do these great little, um, what are they called? Well, they're trackers, little small trackers, little circular ones. You can buy Not four of them. Apple, for, there's loads of them. Yeah, yeah. You, you can buy one for your dog collar. And you, you can? Yeah, and you can track your dog on your iPhone, right? They're great, okay? What do they call again, Ash? I'm going to forget the name of the bloody things. 
the, the Apple tra- tracer things that I have on my keys. There's lots of, there's lots of different things. I have one on my keys and I used one for my luggage when I went away on my holidays. Oh, sorry, air, ta- air tags, yes, air tags. I, yeah. I put one in my luggage when I went away on holidays. So in case <laughs> they lost my luggage, I knew where it was. Anyway, so buy so one for your dog. Just, yeah. But getting back to the question I was going to ask is, shipping. okay, why don't they put the dog's name and address right, and contact they, number on the chip? They can't. What they can, what they chip is coded with is a number. The number, now the trouble is, there's a big issue here that microchipping registration companies are privately owned and that means nobody's got access to the data other than the people that the private companies allow to have access to the data. That's ridiculous. What we've proposed and what we're trying to get through and what's happening in the UK but a bit slower will happen here is that the government will own a central database. It won't be a new database of microchip data. It'll be all the people that have a company selling registrations for microchips will have to copy their information, which means there's only one place that you get the information from. And once we've got that, we've got an app that's ready to launch that links to the scanners, so you get the information straight away. You scan the animal, and it comes up on your app. This is this is Fluffy, belongs to Mrs. Smith. Now, suddenly, not only are lost and stolen dogs able to get home very quickly, um, but also dogs, nuisance dogs, um, more importantly, the nuisance people that own them, are identifiable. And what, now, ha- and what harm would it be for me, even, as a layperson, that I don't even have to bring the dogs to the vet, that if I could have the app on my iPhone, I'm no, sure the technology is available, the Bluetooth or something. GDPR. GDPR, you can't. It's got to be authorised. Ah, GDPR, me bum. I mean, it's, it's a dog. No, no, <laughs> the no, dog doesn't care. It's got to be authorised for users. There's legislation in the microchipping law. Um, it, I can go into it, but it's very long and very lengthy and boring. Well, I mean, if I but, find a little dog, wouldn't it be great if I found somebody's dog on the street and I could just scan it with my phone? Yeah, but wouldn't neck? it be great if you were a dog thief and you went and scanned every dog and then you um, forged some papers and got the dogs transferred into your name and sold them? You can't. You have to be an authorised scanner. You have to be a dog ward and a guard, a vet, um, a high high registered welfare authority. People like that will all be able to get instant details. That means any guard and any dog warden anywhere can just run a scanner over a dog that's roaming, that's causing problems or that's lost and get them home straight away or get accountability of their owners straight away. Now, this is why... OK, so getting back to the original conversation, because we've gone off on a bit of a tangent, right? So, accountability and this app and this new system you're talking about, which you're trying to force, or should I say, encourage the Irish government to use and the British government, uh, would make accountability. So, if Johnny's dog runs onto somebody's land and, you know, worries the sheep or tears a few sheep apart or runs them into a canal, at least if we catch the dog, we know who owns it. Exactly. And the reason you haven't got that many people licensed is because there's no accountability for licensing. It's very hard to prosecute. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, Once the system's in place, any dog without a license suddenly becomes prosecutable. Yeah, well, I mean, the television licensed fellas are knocking on your door all the time, the girls. So why can't we have somebody going around knocking on doors? I'm assuming they do, but there's just not very many of them. But uh, honestly, let's deal with this another day because that's also covered in the proposals. OK, there's OK, we'll deal, we'll deal with that another day. Let me stay there. Sharon, because I need to go to Mike, the cattle farmer as well, but stay there for a second. Um, Mike, Sharon's making a lot of sense. The more accountability that we have when it comes to dog owners, the less this is likely to happen. Uh, But you you have a rifle. Yes, and I will protect my stock at all cost. Okay, so if you see a dog in your field that's not yours... Yeah. um, Well, the the thing is, it's the benefit of the dose. You always give the benefit of the dose. Because you... you, People could be walking the road and the animal goes into the field. Fair enough. Mm. But it's the time when the cows, or well, the cattle that I have, 
if they come in shivering, which they have been attacked a couple of times, like it's not every not every dog will attack. But the thing is, once the dog gets a taste of blood, that's it. Right. Like, it, and to be honest, it is people are when people are walking their dogs fine. Look, no problem whatsoever. They go into the field and come out the field. But the thing is, mm-hmm. once if they do harm to the the livestock, then it's fair game. And you would have no trouble whatsoever in using that rifle to shoot somebody's family pet. No problem at all. Well, you, I mean, if it's justifiable as far as you're concerned. Well, like the thing is, if you, a family a family pet. Why can you classify as a family pet? Like, I, uh, look, I, I can classify my cows as a family pet because I'm around them all the time. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and you've raised and, them. Yeah. Yes, I raised them. And yes, like a family pet is... I mean, they're also it, worth it, money to you, by the way, as well. Yes, it, it, exactly. But, but, but the thing is, when people go off and, and they go, oh, you, you shot my pet, yeah, but what was your pet doing? Like, you were harming, you know, that dog was harming another animal. Now, I know you have cattle. Do you have sheep as well, by the way? No. Okay. No. But can a dog, um, I don't know, can a cow have a heart attack with the fries or something? Like that? Well, I mean, what happens to the cattle? Well, I have in one situation a couple of years ago, I, I, I had two cows that come in and their feet were, were, were torn to shreds. Their feet were torn to shreds by a dog That's, yeah, pulling by a their dog. Feet. Okay. Yeah. And after a while, we figured out who it was, and it was, it, it was taken care of. But it's yes, they do harm. They do harm. They, they and do is there harm. other vermin that do harm to your animals too? I'm assuming foxes and foxes are it's a, it's a very rare attack with a fox. Right, okay. very rare. But and then you have badgers. Okay. But but saying that then is just look. It's it's the wildlife. It's just it's, yeah. It's, you can get a, you can get attacked by anything. Okay, <laughs> of course, of course you can. Yeah. Okay. So so I mean, what's the answer? Sharon is saying accountability. In other words, knowing who the dog owners are, because sometimes it looks like you know eighty percent of dog owners are not even licensed dogs. They don't even license their dogs. Oh, yeah. Never mind ship them. Well, like it, it would it would be great, but you you know you, you know the answer that's going to come. Oh, I I don't know where that dog is. I don't know. I I didn't leave him out. You do you know? Why, yeah. Do you know they're going to come up with excuses anyway? Like it, accountability, grand. The, the person with the pit dog pay, pay, pay up the damages well that's like, like, I, I couldn't believe when I was listening to Martin earlier on there I'm sure Sharon heard him as well so to, whatever it was 10 of his sheep ran into the canal chased by this dog 3 grand down on the deal and your man's brought to court and nothing happens oh yeah it's just yeah cause, oh, oh, what, was it my dog was it this oh, do you know it was just pathetic you have to catch the dog in the act but the thing is it's it is pathetic because he's three grand down. He's livestock. He's livelihood. He's livelihood is in trouble because he's down three grand. Do you know what? It's it, it is open. It is open. That's why like we don't let anyone on our land. Pump and playing straight out. There's no walkers through our land. Yeah, but but yeah, hang on. Have a, a quick listen to this. Now you're saying you'd use your gun if necessary. Mm-hmm. Have a quick listen to this. God, I wish someone would put you down, boy, and you just love the noise of your own voice. <laughs> you think it's all right to kill a dog, do you? What does the dog know about boundaries? There you go. There you go. He wants to put, you know, he wants to put me down. <laughs> what a clown. <laughs> you, by the way, whoever that is, whoever sent that message, you need to go back to bed again, pal. You woke up too early this morning. You're having a bad day. But anyways, the point that he's making is you shouldn't be allowed to kill a dog. But, I mean, I'm assuming you're going to defend that, that principle and say you should be if he's on your, in your property. Well, if an animal attacks, if any, if any animal, a dog or anything, is that animal? Like, for instance, oh, that gobbledygook that you said about there trying to, trying to shoot you or something. 
if one of my if gob one of shite my, is a good word for him, by the way. Yeah, yeah. If he, if a, if one of my animals broke out broke out broke out of the field and hit him, I, I nailed him one. Mm. What's going to be the first thing? Oh, we have to put down that cow. Yeah. It, do you know it's? Do you know? It, it, Sharon, well, let, me, let me ask Sharon the vet because obviously she loves animals to bits. Sharon, do you have any sympathy for dogs that are shot by farmers? I have every sympathy for the dogs. Unfortunately, dogs are property and this is another issue that um, it, it is the owners that need to be accountable. For do you have sympathy for the owners? I, I, well, I mean, there's always the odd accident. I've just spent, you know, you're saying about fencing. The farmer's job is to keep his cattle in. That's his fencing. That's not to keep dogs out. My fencing I've just put up at my place cost me 10 grand. And that is to make a very secure fence so that my dogs don't get out and cause any problems. Because if they did, they could get shot. So I'm being accountable for the dogs. But lots of people aren't. Dogs wander free. Dogs get into all sorts of trouble. And without the accountability, people get away with it. That's what needs to change. Okay, so but but realistically, you understand the position that Mike and Martin and everybody else earlier on, the other farmers that we're talking I've to. I've seen the other side. I've seen horses. Yeah, I mean, I mean this, this geezer, this clown uh, that sent in the message there a second ago, uh, saying that, under, suggesting, let's have a listen to what he says again, actually, because I thought it was funny. Hang on. <laughs> what an idiot. Hang on. God, I wish someone would put you down, boy. <laughs> you just love the noise of your own voice. Mm, the noise of me. You think voice. it's all right to kill a dog, do you? What does a dog know about boundaries? Somebody actually texted and said he sounds like Aidan Gillen. He actually does like Aidan Gillen, by the way. Uh, but anyway, what does a dog know about boundaries? But I mean, you know, Sharon, it's not the dog's fault that he gets shot. It's the owner's fault he gets it shot. It isn't the dog's fault, but it isn't the dog's fault when dogs go and bite children. You know, it isn't the dog's fault. He's right. When dogs get a taste of blood... But he's not... Yeah, hold, hold on. Don't give this person any credibility, by the way. No, no, not... not <laughs> he was right. I mean, the guy that was on about the sheep. Oh, yeah. He's right. When they get a taste of blood, um, you know, they, they become killers. And they are then, you know, even more dangerous than they were before. So it's absolutely vital that people control their own animals. And that's, you know, that's their responsibility. Going but, to you, but, you, but again, just to go back to what I was saying earlier on and what this guy has an issue with... The farmer is, if you're, a farmer has a field with sheep in it and your dog is in that field and he is a threat to those sheep, he's perfectly entitled to shoot. Unfortunately, yes. Okay, well, that's all I wanted to hear. Okay, I have to go to a break. Uh, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number's 087-188-0008. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. Number's 087-188-0008. The farmers of Ireland are urging the government to do something to stop this mess of dogs running into their field and attacking their dogs. They say it goes widely underreported and people are not taking responsibility for their dogs. And, of course, Sharon was talking about the other aspect of it, that we need to sort that out. 800,000 dogs roughly in the country and only 207,000 licences. So I'm assuming only less than that probably how many of their dogs chipped. You need to take responsibility because if your dog does something wrong, you have to be responsible for it. But, Pat, you're in Ireland's classic hits. Now, you work in farm security, Pat. Pat. Yeah, did I say Pat? I did say Pat. I thought you said Matt. It's okay, Pat, anyway. <laughs> now yep. you had a Matt on earlier on. You're all right. No pa- panic. So, Pat, you work in far- farm security, and you have a device that kind of alerts the farmers if the sheep are in distress. Now, how does it do that, firstly? Okay, firstly, I'm, I'm, I'm a registered private investigator with the PSA, so I am legit. Right, okay. Um, this year, I, oh, sorry, last year, just time flies, I started working on the cattle rustling and sheep rustling. Right. So basically we modified, not we, I modified a device we're fitting the sheep, which basically just gives you an alert if they leave 
they're a safe zone. You set up a geofence boundary. Okay, so there's a wire under the ground, essentially, a couple of it's inches not, under it's, the ground. It's all done. Um, everything is done in the, in the cloud nowadays. Oh, right, there's okay. No, <clears throat> there's no physical um, equipment involved in this. It's all computerised. Right, okay. And That's it's done through an app on your phone. So basically what happens is if, they, if the sheep, to combat sheep rustling, basically it is if the sheep are being herded uh, up. But sorry, but sorry, Pat, just to stop you there for a second. Sheep rustling. Now, this sounds like something from the Wild West here. So do people actually go out stealing sheep? Sheep rustling last year was huge. A lot of it went unreported, but it's huge. I've been monitoring it for a year. I didn't um, even know that it was a thing in Ireland. There you go. That's another, that's another day's programme for you. Um, so so what? People, people arrive up in white vans, run into fields and start nabbing sheep? Sheep are worth a lot of money. Any of the sheep yeah. farmers that are listening now um, in relation to the dog killer issue will understand what I'm saying. Yeah, sheep, um, sheep stealing is big business. Right, okay, okay. Um, so I was approached by um, a couple of farmers and I have sort of been testing the device over the last 12 months. But to get back to your point, I won't bog you down with this other side of it. The device I designed initially was to give an alert um, via your phone and an email and a text that if your sheep leaves the, the safe zone. Yeah. So one of my customers had um, a substantial amount of sheep killed and it was in around the same time the farmer in Wicklow had a lot of sheep. I think it was 10 sheep killed. So I said, what can I do to to try and combat this to give the farmer some sort of an idea that something's all right? Yeah. So I've, I've modified my devices that if the sheep is being run over 12 kilometres, it sends um, an email, a text message and a phone call to either me or the farmer that uh, there's something not right. Right, okay. So if, if the sheep move too radically, yes, they, they get an email yeah. or text, yeah. But a lot, and a lot of your farmers will appreciate this, and this is from my research. A lot of the time, they only discover that they have sheep kill um, when they go out to check the stock. They're not actually physically, they're never there, hardly, whenever, when the dog comes in to do the damage. Yeah. A lot of it is done at night time as well, with dogs roaming in packs. And it, so, is a, it is a common problem, by the way, and, and I know dogs get shot too, you know. But what's the name of your device, by the way? Well, my company is my company is called COVID Detective Agency. Um, I don't have a name on the device. It's a, it's a it's a modified GPS tracker that okay. I've modified to get um, a three month life battery span out of it. Right. And how it works basically is that you set up um, an app on your phone. It just you can do live tracking, yeah. positioning, and GPS. Right, okay. um, and, and, and then if the farmer can get there on time, obviously, if the sheep are, are you know, go running or whatever it is, like like Martin that was on earlier on and, and a dog came into the field and all his sheep were chased into a, a canal and he lost three grand's worth of sheep into the canal because the dog chased them into the canal. Um, but in that kind of situation, he would have got an alert or an email very quickly if he was around uh, or nearby, he would have been able to stop that event from happening. Yeah, at least you've, you may be in to intervene you may if not be, yeah, yeah. You may not, but if, if you're unfortunate to be there on time, okay, you can. You have something. You have a dog there or dogs you can track them to the owner and let the yeah. appropriate authorities deal with it from there. But the okay, well, well it's, I'm running out of time and I appreciate you coming on the air today, Pat. All right, and sort that out for us. And for farmers listening, it might be a very good idea. Uh, now, sorry for cutting everybody a bit short there, but I've got two messages I have to play here before we finish up today. Um, here's one. How are you, Noel? Making fingers. Noel, I think the owners is more responsible. If, if the owner's living around the farm areas and he knows that if the dog got loose, he's going he's gonna to naturally do what the dog is nearly going to do. He's going to go into the farm, he's going to destroy the sheep or any other animal he can get a hold of. So I think the owner should be responsible. 
Because I guarantee you, if the farmer put up notices that if anyone's dog goes on his land, he'll shoot them. They'll soon uh, book their ways up. Absolutely. Um, let me go to this final one, which I believe is quite humorous. I really don't think that's fair, Niall. I honestly don't go and shoot a dog just because it gets on the land and stuff like that. I can understand, yeah, you have to be accountable. And if they do cause damage, yeah, do pay for it. But don't put a bullet in its head. You know, I live out here in the skits as well, and I had a cow come into the garden. <laughs> and the guards was called to move the cow on to try and direct the cow. Now, right, fair enough, they got it back into the fields. But you didn't see me running in or even looking for a gun to come out and shoot it. You know, you have to be responsible. Yeah, all right. But taking a gun to a dog's head, that's a no-go. I wonder what the guards are thinking when you get the phone call. There's a cow in my garden. Can you come out and move it? <laughs> by the way, don't ever approach a cow. Some cows can be quite uh, aggressive. Don't ever approach a cow if he is in your garden. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.